What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At Kroger, everyone wins when it comes to saving big. Because when you order online through the Kroger app, you get the same great prices, deals, and rewards on pickup or delivery that you do in-store with no hidden fees or markups. Best of all, you'll know when items in your cart have a coupon, so you never miss a deal. So whether you're a delivery lover, picker-upper, or you shop in-store, no matter how you shop, you'll always save big at Kroger. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Spadrosian throws to Sandberg, and the pitch is grounded to second base. Thompson has it, throws to first. It's over. 27 years of waiting have come to an end. The Giants have won the pennant. This isn't the death lineup. What's going on here? Brian is with us. Uh, he's uh, taking Brad's spot. Brad is on vacation with his family and since Brian went to a game this last weekend the only game of the homestand that the Giants lost by the way uh we're gonna have him on to talk about that and talk a little bit about um some of the decisions the Giants have to make also I, I thought it'd be interesting to look at some of the Septembers of some of the players because the Giants decided that they were gonna not go lightly and they didn't really have a chance to make the playoffs, but it was fun to see when they were going to get eliminated, which would, which actually happened on the game that Brian went to. So what's up? How's it going? Nothing much, man. I think I'm one for seven on the season. I think I went to eight or seven games, but they only won one against the Phillies. The rest of them, two D-backs. Uh, I, I'm trying to remember. Padres, Did you go to a Dodger game? Dodgers. I went to a Dodger game. They got whooped, but a lot of winnable games that... They just lost last year. Did you go to game one of the yeah. NLC uh, last yeah, year? I was undefeated. I went like seven and oh, and this year I'm like the opposite. Yeah, that you went to more games than me this year. I think I only went to three. Maybe I didn't go to a lot. And, I, you know, that's that's low for me because when I was working and well, I still work in San Francisco, I just don't go to the office anymore. But I was going to like 10, 15 games a year just because when you're out there, you know, people have tickets or people want to get together. And I'm like, I, I just need to, you know, walk 15 minutes and, and I'm at the park. So, and uh, that's what, that's what bags was saying on, on uh, the bags and Brisbee podcast that like the giants are not getting as much draw. Mm -hmm. And when they play at home, because a lot of the people would be like you, they, they, after work, they'd go to the game, but you know, with this remote working, yeah. not as many people are working in San Francisco. No, it's, it's a hundred percent correct. And I also think, you know, when you have Lincecum, Bumgarner, Buster Posey, that that may te that may that may help you decide that okay, you know, you know, Lincecum's pitching or Bumgarner's pitching, so I have to go now. That that's nothing against Radone because you know Radone is is as good or better than anybody who's pitched for the Giants, you know, in in quite a while. But you also know he's only here for one year, so there's like no connection to him, right? Mm -hmm. Now, well, okay, so. There's a possibility that that they could sign him, but you know it goes against everything that that they sort of deal how how they deal with pitchers. It goes against everything, and I don't know. I think Radon probably raised his price tag, right? Like he had yeah. a season that was better than anyone could have imagined, and my gosh, like the guy looks like one of the top five best starters in all of baseball. And you know the Giants had him, and still only you know right now as of today. They have two more games left in the season. They are 80 and 80. 
So they'd have to split these next two games against San Diego to uh, to try and finish at, at 500. Uh, and he's shut down. He's not pitching tonight. He was supposed to pitch tonight. Uh, Alex Cobb is starting instead. Uh, and they shut down Logan Webb. So, you know, that, that, that those guys don't need to pitch anymore. But I, I hear you. I would love to see it. But the last two guys that they signed to long-term deals uh, as starting pitchers kind of came back and bit them in the butt. Uh, one of them was Barry Zito, who had the awesome postseason in, in 2000. And uh, and twelve, so you kind of just go okay, like we got the championships out of that. But he was not; he did not live up to that contract. And then, you know, Johnny Cueto got hurt. They're basically mm-hmm. paying him to sit on his butt. Uh, so yeah, that that hasn't ended well for them. But that's not to say that it can't. And and Radone can't be a different player than that. So, uh, but yeah, he's electric. I think if if he was a, a long term player with them. Uh, I think he would be a big time fan favorite favorite because he's so aggressive and he gets so mad out there, kind of like mm-hmm. Bumgarner a little bit. I think it'd be great, but I just don't see it happening. I don't know. No, no, it doesn't make sense. But I mean, yeah, they do have the history of signing. You know, the the Cueto and Zito didn't totally work out, but I mean, different front office, same owner. But I, f- I feel like this is a guy I would go all in for. Like, and 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 it goes against what they have on pitchers, but like everything they stood for this season, like Mm -hmm. didn't go their way. The whole platoon thing, the whole, you know, like defensively they were awful. So it's like you have this guy who, who you could convince to stay. I think someone wrote a piece on him that he's actually enjoying the Bay area more than he Mm -hmm. thought he would. I forget if he's on the Oakland side and there's some, there's some area where he's able to like go fishing or something. But I mean, I, this team is better with him. They're worse without him. And if you're looking to get better, you know, with the with the plan they've had with a lot of these guys coming to the bigs, like you know, Kyle Harrison maybe on the way next year. Like, yeah, feel and much that's better the, with- that's the bet, right? Is like, uh, you know, if we could sign Radon to three year deal, and then by the end of this third year, then Kyle Harrison is kind of ready to take over. Um, but they're so snake bit by the idea that you know years four and five may not look so great. Uh, for them but you know what the thing about it is also they have the money to make mistakes but the reason why you bring on a Zadie is so that you don't make those mistakes Mm -hmm. and that's not to say that he's perfect but the way that they look at players is going to be different than just looking at the back of a baseball card and thus you know you're you're putting so much into uh, you know into the system into the analytics that you look at into you know, how how do normal, you know, normally pitchers who come off of this injury and who pitch, uh, you know, this many innings and, uh, you know, how often do they get hurt? And, you know, you're looking at the, the the thing with some of these teams, like you look at the Mets and right now, you know, they are a little snake bit because the Braves came in and, and swept them. Uh, and, you know, the DeGrom and, and Scherzer, who are supposed to be the the two guys who who can beat anybody, they got beat. So, you know, you never know when it comes to the starting pitching. And thankfully for the Giants, they have um, Logan Webb, who came back this year and had a really, really good year. He wasn't dominant, like, you know, maybe at the end of last season, but had a really, really solid, good year for a young pitcher kind of feels like that ace. Um, and then you're, you're hopeful for Harrison and, you know, guys like Bednar who are out there who, you know, who didn't, he didn't have a good year at all, but you know, they, they're drafting a, a lot of guys in hopes that they find, you know, one or two Harrison types. And, and yeah. so we'll, we'll see how that shakes out. But before, uh, so I, there's just a, a bunch of things that I kind of wanted to talk about uh, a little bit different from how Brad and I usually, usually do this show. Um, I don't know how much of you did go to the game on, on, on Saturday. I don't know how much of the actual other games that you watch, but you know, the one thing that I was thinking about as I was watching this team kind of play pretty decently these, these last few weeks is they probably underperformed to what they should have played up to the, the win total. They were probably an 88 win team. Uh, you know, and I think they underperformed to that level. And, you know, 88 win team, um, you know, you probably let me see what that gets you if you're if you're in the National League. 
uh, as far as wildcard is concerned. Um, I know you're in, you're right in the mix. And yeah, 88 wins is exactly what San Diego has. And they're the number two wild card in the National League. And Philadelphia has 87 wins. They're the number three wild card. And uh, I think they've all clinched because Milwaukee is two games out. So I, I believe Milwaukee is out of it. So yeah, yeah 88 yeah. wins, 88 wins is, gets you right there. And that's really where the Giants should have been is in that mix instead of, at 80 and 80 and, you know, seven games back of, of the last wildcard spot. So I feel like, you know, uh, last year they overperformed, right? Like we, we know that they were not a 107 win team who is really a 107 win team, but let's say last year they were a 92 win team and they just overperformed by 15 games. And so this year, you know, as an 88 win team uh, that they underperformed, I think by a little bit. And I know there, there are ways to, look at this like expected win loss record and all that stuff. And the expected win loss record for the giants is only a couple games ahead of, uh, of what, where, where their pace is right now. But I do think that, you know, if they, some of it was what you said with the defense, but you know, they make a couple of different things happen and, and maybe, maybe they're in the mix, but you never know. That's why the results is only what matters, but going into next season, you know, you're, you're, you're in San Francisco. You're going to be out there again. You'll probably go to a handful of games again. When you were watching the game on Saturday, was there a player who you were like, huh? I don't know if that player necessarily was on my radar, you know, while, while this season was happening, but they, you know, they kind of showed a little bit of something and I, I'm very interested to see how they play in uh, next year. Yeah. Um, I think a win from front office this year is JD Davis, mm-hmm. at least lately. Like he's been really hot. Um, and then David VR getting brought up from AAA had a pretty rough stretch, but lately he's been pretty good too. Uh, those two for sure. So to Who back up, a- to back up what you said about Davis. So if we only take uh, September and October into account, he had uh, 74 at bats. 21 hits, six of those doubles, four of those home runs, 284 batting average, uh, 12 walks. He has a really good eye, but he also strikes out a lot. Um, 384 on base and 527 slugging. You know, if he does, you know, slightly less than that with those numbers, he is going to find his way into the lineup next year. Uh, he, I think some of it is just he struck out um, – a little bit, a little bit less than, than he normally does. So some of those, some of those hits came on, you know, bat on ball where his BABIP was a little high for September, but yeah, I agree. I, I like him. I, I think he's probably um, a slightly younger, slightly better Darren Ruff, but we could live with that because we did, we lived with Darren Ruff and mm-hmm. up until this year where he struggled so, so, so badly, um, you know, that was really the only problematic year for Ruff. Uh, but uh, looking at, um, I, I guess I don't have VR's numbers up here, but um, the other ones that I wanted to look at for September, um, Joey Bart. Joey mm. Bart had a fantastic August. You know, he only had 58 ABs, but he hit 328, three jacks, and then September happened, and he came back <laughs> down to earth. 173 batting average, 250 slugging. He's only hit one home run in the last uh, month and change. So, you know, I don't know what what do you expect from Joey Bart after seeing sort of the roller coaster ride that has been this season for him? I think it was a good year. It was a good learning year for him. I feel like he got better as the year progressed when it came to strikeouts versus taking pictures, taking pitches and, and getting a walk. Like the game I went to, I think his first at bat, he got a walk and I was like, man, that's progression right there. So I feel like that's just what I'm looking for him offensively mm-hmm. um, for next year. And, and I think he did need this year to, to get out all the first year ish jitters. Cause you know, he played in that COVID year, but yeah. Now when it comes to some of these veterans, it is not, I guess it's not in vogue to go like, huh, you know, in the last two months of the season, Brandon Crawford brought his batting average up from, you know, what was it? Uh, he hit 215 in, in the first half of the season and he's hitting 256 
in the second half, though power numbers have not come back, which is kind of the unfortunate thing because he is hitting the ball better, but the power numbers uh, have not really come back. They've come back a little bit, but not to to where you're like, oh, I can't, you know, Brandon Crawford mm-hmm. figured some things out in August and September, but, you know, last two months of the season, uh, he hit okay, and, and he did not hit like the... Uh, you know the, the the we don't have a a pitcher in the in the lineup anymore, except we did have Brandon Crawford who hit like a pitcher in in the beginning of the season. So he had a little bit of a bounce back, and the guy who everyone is trying to figure out if the Giants are going to make a decision on Evan Longoria, who they can buy out for five million dollars. And you know when Brad and I first started this podcast, we circled the day. <laughs> in which we could buy out Evan Longoria, right? Because we're like, oh, you know, we don't have to worry about him. You know, have the X, Y, and Z. And then as it gets to it, you're like, okay, well, you're going to spend $5 million. His option is only 13 So might as well just pay the extra $8 million and, and bring him back as kind of like the the cushion for whether it's a, a, a VR mm-hmm. um, type to to – whoever's going to going to play that position because you know w- w- September he wasn't as good but uh in August he hit 294 three jacks he hit two home runs uh over the weekend two bombs like one of them was just like this dude was flexing uh I think it was on it may, it may it was probably on Sunday I think or or maybe it was on Friday but uh he hits the the highest home runs you ever see these balls just hang in the air forever, mm. but uh, still, you know, probably the best defensive uh, third baseman that they have currently on the roster. Uh, Can I jump in really quick? Big league roster. Yeah. Something happened to um, a future giant potentially. What? Judge did it. 62. Oh, he did. He hit he it just, today. He just did it just right now, like seconds ago, maybe minutes ago. All right. So but what is, is that? Is that a meaningful number to you? No. No, not as a baseball fan. You're like, eh, I've well, seen. I don't know because, you know, when Barry was getting, um, you know, when it came down to the votes and I forget who was saying it, but how the younger crowd who's eligible to vote for the Hall of Fame uh-huh. was leaning towards, you know, not caring about the steroids. But but it felt like more, I don't know, on Twitter or, or lately, it kind of feels like the younger generation really does care about that stuff. I personally like Barry Bonds has the record, you know, like sure. He, he did it for the AL. The AL record is broken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's meaningful. That's meaningful. But when you look at the grand scheme of things, it's, it's Barry's record, man. You know, when, when, when Roger Maris jr. Was talking about, um, the, the record and, and what should stand and, and, and what shouldn't, is it wrong of me to have immediately searched Roger Maris jr. MAGA, (laughs) <laughs> that's that probably wrong of me because i that's where my yeah. head immediately went is like uh, this dude's a trump lover but I, I don't know if that to be the case i didn't find anything i don't think anybody cares except for me anyways but, uh, <laughs> but yeah you know it's, it's because you know barry is near and dear to my heart because i watched that guy play uh you know watch that guy play for so many years and you defend him and and everything, but uh, we do we do have a little bit of a run in here on this show. Brad Evans checking oh. in, excited to hear some hot takes from Hot Take Bry. No days off. Wait, do you hear? I mean, do you remember some of those hot takes that you made at the beginning? Yeah, of the I, I was right on one of them. I know which was. I said that based on their offseason moves, I thought they were going to be a third seed. I wasn't too high on them this year. Yeah, we have Brad didn't like that one. Brad, so so Brad is really good at keeping track of stuff, uh, but I don't know if he kept track of your hot takes. So if we can, we may have to figure out where that episode was. And no, I'm pretty sure I remember all of them. You remember all of them? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I mean, that was the last show I was on for this podcast. I think was my my hot takes. So it was third seed, and it was Chris Bryant trade. This one was wrong so far. Chris Bryant trade was going to bite us in the butt for who we gave up more than because of Killian, the Beltran. Yeah. Killian and yeah, Alexander Canario. Mm-hmm. Well, Killian, Killian made a, 
Killian uh, Brad said Brad said he looked up uh, Marish Jr. and Maga as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I wasn't the only one. But Brad also said that he's gonna hunt them down and expose them. <laughs> your 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 hot takes. So we'll we'll find them. Uh, so yeah. So you know, cool. Did also okay. So you don't you know the the judge home run 62 62 is a, a meaningful number to me because when i was growing up it was all about babe ruth hitting 60 and then roger maris hit 61 mm-hmm. and the new york fan base as far as i know from the the stories that i read they didn't want him to break it because that was the babe's record right and then they wanted them to put the asterisk because in when when babe did it it was 154 games versus 162 mm. games for Maris, but somehow they didn't want to put the asterisks in, in that Babe didn't have to play against uh, African Americans or other minorities. But um, <laughs> I mean, that's like you're talking about even playing field. Would Babe Ruth be MAGA? MAGA Babe Ruth? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I don't think he would be. I think he he was. Uh, I think I, I think just his roots and stuff. Um, people mm. that would lead me to believe he he would not yeah. be, but uh, <laughs> Donald Trump would, would would take him as as one though. Um, so the Aaron Judge scenario, like, is that is that something that would entice you to be like, oh wow, we got Aaron Judge, I'm going to even more games next year. Oh wow, yeah, hundred percent, man. Like I was, it, it was getting it was getting hard out there when I'm like, oh man, is Tyro Estrada going to be the reason I go to this game? <laughs> But no, Aaron Judge, one hundred percent. Yeah, I would go to. I would go to a lot of games. I might even get the damn jersey. <laughs> There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. Uh, okay. Now, there was a discussion that Brad, you know, Brad and I have been a little hard on Jock Peterson, mostly from a defensive perspective, because you just watch him play left field and it's rough. And we had this discussion last week about, do you do you bring back Jock or do you bring back Belt? Like, if you had to choose, who would you bring back? And we both said Belt simply because we're not sure that Jock could exclusively be the right-handed DH because if he could be the right-handed DH, then I think it'd be valuable to bring him back. But if he has to play in the field, his value just, you know, plummets because he's so poor defensively. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we're having that conversation and I got to give it up to Jock because these last two months of the season, uh, August and September, he is hitting somewhere in the range of 340. Uh, he's had six six more home runs, 27 RBI. His OPS has been fantastic. And him having the, the really good end to this season, it may, it may even lean me to say he needs to come back rather than belt if we had to pick. But the the thing that scares me, so I'll, I'll read you his batting average. And batting average isn't the end-all, be-all. It's it's really you know a culmination of a bunch of things. But just the batting average is easy to, to find and, and reel off. In March and April, he hit 353. In May, 
he hit 221. In June, he hit 274, so a little bit of bounce back in June. In July, he hit 133. I remember that. In August, 357, and in September, October, he's currently at 324. So, uh, wide ranges, right? Like, really high, he's hot, he's hot. And when he's cold, he, he's he's really cold. So, I'm interested to hear if they sort of figured out some things about where he hits and who he can hit against because he may be uh, even more valuable than we realize uh, if we can just take away some of the defense stuff. So that he's an interesting guy. Would you like to see Jock Peterson come back? Um, I just, yeah, I, I would. I just hope that, or I don't hope they shouldn't like pay top dollar for him. And you know, not. and I don't, I don't think they would have to do so. It, it may be like a three year deal. Um, so you give him some cushion, um, and, and, and maybe, you know, maybe it's three for 30 or something like that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but because like, I mean, he can't, he can't ask for the moon because he's really bad at defense. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, like he's just such a, a bad defender. Um, I, I, I would like to see him, uh, maybe show up in a little bit of better shape. I know that they asked him about it and he kind of danced around whether or not, He's uh he's uh gonna gonna you know maybe drop a few maybe uh, just show up like even watching him run you're like man this guy could probably be pretty fast if he's in a little mm-hmm. bit better shape uh, but uh, Brad says he's off to the lodge bar to celebrate Judge making it to seventh on the all time home run single season future giant future <laughs> giant uh, okay a couple other players um I was I was kind of interested in Lamont Wade. Uh, because we know he hasn't had a fantastic season this year after last year kind of being the surprise of the team maybe. And I was like, I wonder if Lamont has bounced back a little bit. He has not had a month in which he has hit over 240 or has uh, slugged over 446. That's actually pretty good. That was in August because he had five home runs in August. But OPS, uh, you know, 735 in, in August. And just in in September, October, five ninety four. So I, I I'm not sure what they do there, but it seems like he came back a little bit to earth. And now I'm gonna ask you about uh, a man with a mustache. His name is Sean Jelly. Sean Jelly, in his uh, in his really his uh, rookie season here, uh, in. Three, let me see how many starts does he have? He actually has no starts because I think he just follows yeah. the openers. Yeah. Uh, his stats are, are not fantastic, uh, but he did pitch very, very well mm-hmm. yesterday. And his his velocity seems to be up. And it made me think, could you possibly give him a Junis-like role for next year? Or... Uh, or is he probably, I, I think he's got tons of options, so he's probably on, on the bounce back train, but, uh, from what you've seen of him, uh, do you think he has some possibility to, to stick with the team a little bit next year? Well, I mean, what I've seen of him is so limited. Like yeah. how many appearances was it? Three? Like, I think he's only had five so far. This five. Season. Yeah. Like, and, and then this last one was really good. What What's his fastball? I was looking at like his strikeout pitch. Because they did a um, like a highlight reel of, of all the strikeouts he had, mm-hmm. and it was like, is it a changeup or is that really him throwing an eighty eight mile per hour fastball? So I saw the sinker, like he's got like a sinker that, might that have been was it. was getting to in the mid nineties. But yeah, he's not he's not a hard thrower. He's he's mm-hmm. a, a guy who's gonna pitch his way out of scenarios. But you just hope that one of these young guys, like you know, latches on right. Like that's more or less. My what what I hope is I, I don't you know Sean Jelly I, I hope he does well you know you want to root for for guys but it's not totally. about oh I think he's going to be great it's like can one of these guys you know really 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 stick uh, and I'm not talking about the Logan Webb because you know Logan Webb had a different trajectory but this is like Sean Jelly like high pick mm-hmm. you want you know you want to see their development of these guys and uh, you know they they've developed Duvall Duvall's developed fantastically and he's going to be a lockdown unless uh, Grant Brisby gets his wish and, and Duvall is <laughs> traded. Uh, 
but uh, but yeah so jelly is it's more along the lines of like this is going to be a win for the for the system if he makes it uh so yeah, that, yeah that's more or less what i'm rooting for uh i mean yeah yeah i i could totally i could i could see him in a junus role for sure i mean i i think i texted in our chat i was like can junus just never be on my team again after <laughs> i like like of course the one game i go to where they're on a 10 game winning streak is the <laughs> yeah. one that kicks them out of the play i thought i thought guaranteed we were going to get a win there but yeah, I, I could see Sean Jelly in a Junis role. He's so young. You can't yeah. like I don't think you can write these guys off yet. No, no, I don't think so either. My my worry though is, you know, it, it's a velocity league and he it doesn't is. have a ton of it. So he's gonna have to be really, really pinpoint with the control. Um, you know, I was looking at Radon's uh month by month here, and he's actually having his second best month of the season not maybe third best month of the season so he is averaging 15.5 strikeouts per nine innings in uh in september october so all the the worry about the arm trouble and about him slowing down and not being able to pitch deep into the season man if you need any sort of proof whatsoever from him like he finished off so strong Mm -hmm. 15.5 strikeouts per inning is like one and it's like uh no it's like more than one and a half strikeouts per inning so that is tremendous and uh you know he really again i can't uh, brad and i will do this next week which is you know who is the team mvp and he's gonna be my vote i'm not sure if uh if there's anyone even even close to him because Uh, yeah yeah what a stud it's like Obviously, you know, you have the you have the history in watching this team. So you've seen a lot more pitchers down uh, prior to, you know, when I started watching. But like, where does this rank? If you just get rid of team record and you base it on individual performance, obviously, Timmy's going to get uh, go higher than Rodone. But where do you rank Rodone's season? Because this can go completely like. Like overlooked. Yeah, uh, you know, you probably put this right up there with Lincecum in 2008 and 2009. Uh, there's a there's a really good Madison Bumgarner uh, season there uh, that probably would would fit somewhere in here. I'm gonna look it up right now. Um, yeah, Bumgarner in 2014, he was. 18 and 10, 2.98 ERA in 2015. He was 18 and 9, 2.93. 2016, he was 15 and 9, 2.74. But he didn't have the insane strikeout numbers that Radon. He was a good strikeout pitcher too, but Radon's strikeout numbers are like at a different level mm-hmm. altogether. Uh, but you know, Bumgarner. The thing about Bumgarner is he was gonna eat innings and and today's baseball is a little bit different like where six. you know Radon I think Radon got to 170 innings this year and you know that was a that was a big number for him right Just because you know he's he he struggled to, to finish seasons 170 innings would be like uh in a non-injured Madison Bumgarner season uh would be like his second lowest or it would be his third mm. lowest because I don't I don't know if Bumgarner hits 170 uh this year but that is just a different game, but yeah, no, I think, that's like I think my those, point, though. Yeah, the, those those numbers are Bumgarner and Lincecum, and I'm going to look up one other guy by the name of Matt Kane and see what his Matt Kane never had the wins and losses, which is kind of an overrated stat anyway. It is, but Matt Matt Kane's best season would have been uh, 2000 and well, he had two 2009 and in 2011 uh, in 2000 and 11 he finished eighth in the in the Cy Young 2.88 ERA. Uh so yeah, I mean I would say Radon's Radon's season this year was probably better than than any Matt Kane season overall from a domination standpoint. Um but Kane is just was just about consistency and yeah and, yeah and, and all that. And uh, but, I get it, like but that that's kind of like that's kind of like my point. Like this guy might've had a top five giants pitching season of all time. And we're discussing letting the guy walk. It just feels insane to me. And you said it's, it's a, it's a Velos type of era and this guy throws really hard. And he's, you know, like, I feel like, you know, some, some people pitchers like Rogers, right? Like he, people weren't, our, our hitters weren't expecting what he was going to do. They almost needed like a full season 
of tape on him to then come back and, and adjust. Like, I don't know what you adjust with on Rodon. Is that really like, I just catch up to the fastball. I don't know if you can. Yeah. And he probably will add another wrinkle or two as he, uh, as his career expands. Juan Marichal probably has, you know, the best giant starting seasons of all time. He's yeah. probably got most of them, but again, pitching was so different. Like in 1963, he threw 321 innings. He had 18 complete games. <laughs> like, you know, just ridiculous, crazy statistics and numbers. Though he also wasn't wasn't that big of a strikeout guy. So a little bit of a different style of, of pitching. But he probably has, you know, most of the the crazy, insane starting seasons for the Giants. But yeah, Lincecum, very comparable. Um, the way that Logan Webb finished last season, like if you took that, that half of a season yeah. and extended it to a full season like that's that's really up there too uh okay so you know there's some some stuff to look forward to and and i do you know i do want to see a vr i do want to see um a casey schmidt possibly who kind of jumped through like all three you know three of the organizations this year uh there's a there's a young guy that they have in their system uh von braun mm-hmm. uh i think his name is von is that is that his name brown von brown sorry uh, Von Brown, who uh, Roger Munter in his uh, There Are Giants substack, I think uh, Von Brown got uh, Giants Minor League Player of the Year, according to him. So, you know, there's stuff out there that uh, that, that we can look forward to. And, of course, there's Luciano. And um, I don't know. What, what what do you think about Ramos, though? Are you just is he just dead in the water for us? Because, man, what a terrible season he had. It makes me so sad, man. I just wanted like. I just wish they brought him up in these meaningless games. Like, why is he not up right now? Like, these these don't mean anything. Who are you looking at? Probably because they don't want to kill his confidence because he's probably going to be overmatched. No, I, I, yeah, I don't know about Ramos. I mean, Matos still has time too, but he had a pretty down year. If I'm, if I, yeah, he didn't, he didn't play well. As well. He didn't play well either. A lot of the guys I was looking forward to this year, whether it was Bishop, Bailey, Ramos, Matos, like they all pretty much underperformed. You know, there were some good ones, though, like uh, Grant McRae, yes, who yeah. ran through San Jose. But, you know, the, a, a lot of their really good players are, are on, the, on the lower levels, and you just kind of have to wait. Luciano, if he didn't have the back problem, he would have probably been up at Richmond much sooner. I know he went to he made it up there when uh, they made the playoffs, so he, he, he got a little taste of that. But he's probably going to have next year is probably going to be either a full season of Richmond or if he just goes through Richmond like crazy, then he probably does some rich, you know, half Richmond and half Sacramento. Uh, so he's still, he's going to be at least a year or two away still, you know, even though, so we're going to have to wait and see mm-hmm. on, uh, on someone like him, but. And there's uh, that shortstop from San Jose too, who had a really good year. Artiaga. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 that's what I'm bummed about. Cause we didn't go see any San Jose this year. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go see him. But mm-hmm. we never made it out there. Um, all right, so uh, this is going to be a little bit of a shorter show because uh, Brad, with Brad being out, but a um, couple of other tidbits here. Uh, I think we all learned at the same time that Tommy Listella didn't just play with one surgically uh, repaired Achilles; he played with two surgically repaired Achilles. What the heck? Well, when I think of Achilles, you know, I my main sport that I'm mainly focused on is basketball, and that's a yeah. death sentence. Like, yeah, well, I don't, like... I, I don't think it was a, a complete tendon tear mm. for his sake. So, it, I, but I, I do think that they had to do some work back there uh, for him. But yeah, like Tommy Lastella, who you know, and Brad was on Lastella really, really early, even before the Giants signed him. I know Brad thought he would be kind of a perfect Giant, and it's unfortunate that this guy just has not been able to stay healthy and we may never see who he can be because, you know, there's lots of talk about him maybe not fitting on the, uh, on the, the roster next year, the way that it's designed. So who knows if we'll, if we'll see the, the full Tommy LaStella effect, but next year's the last year on his contract anyways. And I feel like a lot of people are like, you know, like Tommy, Tommy LaStella is a Zadie guy and it just completely has not panned out. So maybe <laughs> Zadie has his guys, a, huh? They're giving him a harder, a harder time. But like yeah. when it comes to, you know, tearing an Achilles tendon in different sports, like with basketball, you're, you're out for 
at minimum one season. Yeah. And in football, did that happen to Cam Akers? Did he tear an Achilles? I, be- I was, believe so. And he was back in the playoffs. Like it's weird how different um those big it's, injuries that yeah. What what might be the difference is is there may be different levels of those partial tears versus full tear. I like that's the part that I don't know. Yeah. Me neither. Um so yeah, it that that it, any injury back there though sounds just terrible. Yeah, no good. All right. So uh I think all the all the MLB playoff teams are are uh, situated. Do we have a wild card schedule yet? Um is it this week? I think it's this weekend. This weekend? Yeah, so uh according to CBS Sports which just which just put this up uh, a few hours ago, the wild card schedule is as oh they they actually haven't put the teams out there yet. So they're going to have um <clears throat> So Friday and Saturday, they're all four wild card games are going to be played. So uh, Brad Brad was telling us in the chat that the host team in the wild card gets all the home games. Yeah, yeah. So if we uh, let let's also look at the schedule a little bit. So I think the way that this works is it's going to be depending on where. So the the right now the Dodgers and either Atlanta or the Mets whoever wins that division probably going to be Atlanta they will get the buys into the divisional round and so then it'll be St. Louis playing the worst of the wild card seeds so that is probably going to be Philadelphia unless the Giants can beat San Diego and then San Diego will play one of Atlanta or the Mets so that's actually, man, San Diego, you know, they probably underperformed themselves, but they got to go into one of those ballparks. That's uh, that's no fun for, mm-hmm. for San Diego. But, uh, you know, Philadelphia and St. Louis, uh, I think there's going to be a lot of attention on, on pool holes, which is actually going to be pretty cool because he keeps hitting home runs. Mm-hmm. And then on the other side, it looks like it's going to be Houston and the Yankees who will have their buy. And then uh, it looks like Cleveland will either play Tampa or Seattle, and then Toronto, uh, and then uh, yeah, and then Toronto and either either uh, Seattle or, or or Tampa. So um, that you know, those are some interesting wild card series. But I think the whole thing that that's actually really cool is last year what ESPN did is they had the quad box. I forget exactly what they called it, but basically all four games in some form were playing at the same time. And so you had the four boxes and then you can just like click on one to hear the audio on that one, but you could still see all four boxes at at the same time. So that was pretty cool. And so Friday, depending on when that stuff starts, I think I'm just going to have my TV on, Mm -hmm. on, on that quad thing on, on ESPN plus. So that'll be fun. But do you have any, inkling on who you would like not even who you think is gonna make it uh, far in the playoffs but who would you like to see go far in these playoffs because if i'm being selfish i want to see the yankees get boat raced and just be <laughs> out of there so judge yeah. doesn't have a reason to yeah. stick around my preseason predictions was either a subway series or it was um dodgers versus blue jays that was like my two world series predictions i that i was pretty set on those Oh, man, I kind of like Atlanta. So I, I, I'm not a Braves fan necessarily, just because um, when in 1993, when the Giants won 103 games, the Braves traded for Fred McGriff uh, at the trade deadline, and the Giants were up. I think they were up double digits in, in ahead of the Braves, and then on the last day of the season. The Braves beat the Rockies and the Giants lost to the Dodgers and the, the Braves went to the playoffs, which is the first, which is the last year before the wild card. So the Giants didn't even make the playoffs. Wow. It had the second best record in all of baseball and didn't even make the playoffs. There uh, is a change. <laughs> I hate how it's done in like, like in baseball like that. Well, but now you have, you know, now you have a bunch of wild cards for that. So you, really you know, quick though, did, if, if it was last year, but see, yeah, like last year, the 
Giants had to play the Dodgers in the first round. The Dodgers were a wild card team and the Dodgers had the second best record in baseball. Like I still feel yeah. maybe the seating doesn't have to be um maybe the seating could still be divisional based, but like can the Dodgers play who was the second best team if that was a division leader last year the brewers like the dodgers should have played the brewers first giants would have had to go up against the braves yeah yeah it, it was but. kind of silly the way it happened but usually it works out it just yeah. last year it didn't work out because both teams are so good uh, i would like to see i'm rooting for the mets only because i have a couple of friends who are mets fans uh they you know they have a, a really strong team Max Scherzer and, and DeGrom are going to be fun to watch, especially yeah. uh, in, in a short series. Though the Mets, uh, the, the Mets, you know, if, if they don't play in the wild card, if they play in the wild card, that's going to be tough to beat DeGrom and Scherzer back to back. But if they don't play in the wild card, uh, the divisional series still, you know, seven gamer, uh, you got to face, you got to face both of those guys twice, probably. So, that I think I think they're kind of built for these these series to to win you know best out of seven best out of five best out of three and I, I'm kind of leaning toward them I just whoever it really doesn't matter even if the Braves beat the Dodgers I'm happy with that it's just whoever me too will beat the Dodgers that's who I'm rooting for and in the American League Seattle's super plucky oh, yeah they're the underdog they're probably I don't think they match up very well. Toronto is kind of a fun team, if, especially if you're a, a Gossman fan. But I don't know. I don't think he's he's kind of not pitching it as well down the stretch, kind of like last year where he just <laughs> kind of fell off. Um, yeah. And, you know, Houston, the cheaters. But you have Dusty, you know, you kind of root for Dusty there. And uh, and the, the athletic had a nice little fun oral history on, on Dusty Baker. That was kind of like giving me all the feels again, because, you know, mm-hmm. he was the Giants manager mm-hmm. from. uh Gosh, 1993 until like one of Barry's last seasons. It was like uh, in mid 2000s, I think, something like that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's 2003. Yeah, it's 2003 because then Philippe Alou came in. So, yeah, I mean, there's lots of, there's everyone, uh, you know, to root for and to you, players you want to see. I think it'd be good for baseball if Judge goes far because then you can sort of track him and see he's going to, he's probably going to win the MVP. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I'm, I, I'm interested, you know, the, the playoffs when, when the giants aren't in it, I kind of go, it's very easy for me to go, okay, let's focus on football or basketball's coming, mm-hmm. but you know, because Brad and I do this podcast, we've got to pay attention. And, and so yeah. that's helped, that's helped pay attention, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing what happens. I, I, I've already told my friend who's a Dodgers fan. I was like, Dodgers are the best team I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> like this is the best team that I've ever seen play baseball, which to him, it doesn't really make him happy when I say that because he He's knows yeah. that if they lose, they're the best team ever. And then they just lose. So he's, he's like not letting me, letting me make those comments. He's like, I don't know. Don't, don't talk to me. I mean, that. they were the best team I've ever seen last year too. <laughs> Actually, well, the Giants beat him out in the record wise, but damn that their lineups, their lineups just, it's uh, Freddie Freeman, Trey Turner, and Mookie Betts just shouldn't be on the same team. It's crazy. I know, but it'll be. It's always great when they lose. I just don't mm-hmm. think that there's a. I mean, I would. You know, Houston's a really good baseball team, and if you really dig into the 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 numbers, Houston and the and the, and the Yankees are really really good baseball teams, and the the Yankees' actual expected win loss is six games over what what they are, which is insane. And the Dodgers is four games over what they are. So w- the expected win loss for the Dodgers right now is that they should have 114 wins instead of 110. Yeah. Which is I insane. imagine That's what's insane. best for baseball is LA versus New York. And, and you say that, and I think 30 for 30 just did a documentary on LA versus uh, New York rivalry, which I'm, I'm mm. going to eventually check out at some point, but yeah, you know if Brad Brad loves uh, the the Guardians, he he's he's always been a, a, a low key Guardians fan from back in the day. Uh, he's probably rooting for the Guardians. I, I want to see the Mets do some damage, and I would like you know having the Yankees back in 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 the big in the big series is is always cool. So I kind of want to see the Yankees. Get I like their Tampa. Way. I feel like they don't have any like big name players. They're just doing it all homegrown, and they keep they keep getting back there. You just want to see them get it done. 
Tampa's, they did... barely, Tampa's barely better than the Giants right now. Oh, well, yeah. 80, I mean, 86 wins is, is – is, is, that's all you need to get there. But I just – I look at a little deeper into their stats, and the run differential is not great. They don't uh, – they don't. They don't have a good, very good offense. So that, I think they're gonna, that that could be a problem. But you know they're a smart team and they play baseball uh, efficiently. So maybe they could do some stuff. But yeah, a three gamer. I don't know about that. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So that is it from here to preview. We, you and I, will be back on uh, Thursday with the death lineup, and oh, we'll I'm talk excited. about we'll talk about the first two preseason games. The Warriors were in Japan. Uh, there's been some roster stuff happening where you're complaining about who's going to be the 15th man. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I just, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so uh, training camp is open, and preseason basketball right around the corner. I think the Warriors and Lakers play like next Tuesday, right? Yes, because regular season starts in exactly two weeks from today. Yeah. Okay, yeah, in two weeks they play. When is their preseason game? When do they play? It's got to be soon then. I didn't think about it. I texted yeah. Coach again, see if he responds. Oh, man. I said last time, Coach. Coach DeMarco. Come on, Coach DeMarco. Uh, I'm just going to look up the, the preseason thing here for the Warriors. Yeah, they play Sunday. It's Sunday okay. against the Lakers. Sunday, then Tuesday then Friday, and then I think the season starts after that. So get some Warriors basketball this weekend Let's against go. the Lakers. I wonder if LeBron's going to play. He said, he, I mean, LeBron said that he only played, I think he only played like three or four regular season game or pre- preseason last year. Like he barely played any. He's like, I'm going to play like all of them. Oh, we'll see. Good. But he we'll played see. the first one. All right. Russ, I saw Russ was rocking the baby. <laughs> did you see that? I did. He scored pre-season a layup baby. and started walking the baby. <laughs> Uh, all right so that is it from here thanks to bry for jumping in for us brad and i will be back next monday and uh brian and i will be back on thursday with the death lineup and then rod and i will be back sunday night sunday evening ish after 49ers panthers to do our live we want winners stream so lots of stuff going on on this channel so for bry i am double g we'll see you when we see you peace out This is Kirk Henderson from Pod Maverick, a Dallas Mavericks podcast. In case you didn't know, the show you are listening to right now, as well as my show, is part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Blue Wire was founded in 2018 on the concept that independent podcasts would be more successful if they worked together. Today, Blue Wire has grown to feature 300 shows led by former athletes, media professionals, and passionate fans. Over the past few years, Blue Wire has privately raised over $10 million to expand their team, podcast network, and business operations. Now they're raising another round on WeFunder. WeFunder is a crowdfunding service that connects startups with investors. It's a cool platform that gives everyone the opportunity to be part of a growing startup. You can invest for as little as $100. In other words, you don't have to be a millionaire to invest in cool companies on WeFunder. BlueWire is raising money to expand their sales team and improve operations, which will in turn help this show continue to grow. If you'd like to be part of the BlueWire investment round or want to find out more information, Go to wefunder.com slash blue wire. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at hero.co.